Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Bringing you up to the minute industry news. Time for me to tell you about the biggest tournament in the history of Daily Fantasy Sports. Interviews from the biggest names in the industry. The one and only Condia. Head Chopper joins us now to talk about this weekend in Daily Fantasy Football. Now on the podcast, Napster Man. And game analysis to save you time and help you build your bankroll. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head game, you are just going to lose. Here is your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Dan Bach. What's up, Grinders? Welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix podcast. This is the weekend grind crew filling in for Dan Bach. I'm Josh Surgiant. As always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk, Travis Mangone. Day after football here. We're back into baseball. It is Monday, September 11th. We got a healthy, what, eight-game slate we got here? Yeah, so we got some baseball to go. Travis, how you doing today, man? Good, good. Uh, just excited. Uh, you know, football did not go uh, totally as planned, but hey, uh, survived the carnage, right? I uh, made it out alive, uh, possibly. Uh, the uh, NFL season definitely was uh, an interesting one to start out, but uh, we got some baseball, man. It's uh, it's free money Monday, at least. Uh, that's what that's what the kids call it, right? Uh, you know, people coming over from NFL, just uh, you know, they just won some money in NFL. They're trying to uh, get some action on MLB because now uh, they know how to play DFS are the best, and uh, yeah, so figured. Uh, We'll dabble in some MLB today, right? Yeah, I remember uh, for us dinosaurs in the DFS industry, it used to be free Monday Tuesdays. That's because the Monday night game used to be included on the main NFL slate. Now it's just a Sunday game, so I guess it's free money Monday now. I don't know if that has as much of a, a nice ring to it as uh, free money Tuesday. But yeah, uh, anyway, as always, the Daily Fantasy Fix is brought to you by FantasyDraft.com. Go ahead, check out FantasyDraft.com. Really cool format over there. They're going to be having some uh, some big tournaments for NFL Week 2. They also got some good MLB stuff over there if you want to check them out. I really like their MLB format. You don't have to play catchers, and, and you know, catcher is like a position that we usually dread to fill in when we're building our MLB lineups. But use the promo code GRINDERS when you sign up. You get some really cool bonuses. Go ahead, check out the review section on rotogrinders.com about Fantasy Draft, and it'll tell you more about those uh, bonuses and promos you could get over there. Explain to you how the site works. Definitely check it out, but... Yeah, we're here to cover MLB, and I uh, just want to say that uh, we, we wish all the best. All of our prayers and thoughts go out to all the families in Florida that are being affected by the hurricane, including Dan. Dan's out there. I know our, uh, our good friend Stevie is out there, too, in Florida, so we hope they're doing okay. And uh, go ahead, if, if you guys haven't already, and, and see if there's any way that you can help and, uh, and donate towards any of the people going through issues over there, because... Uh, as Travis and I know, going through Hurricane Sandy here, uh, you know, in the New York, New Jersey area, it was it was definitely a tough time for us over here. So uh, we we wish them uh, all the all the good luck over there and hope that they, uh, you know, everyone ends up okay. You know, I, I have some family there too, so definitely give your thoughts and prayers over there at the very least. So, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into baseball, Travis. You ready to break down these games? All right, so. 
We've got an eight-game slate here. As always, we're going to start with pitching, and there's a clear top dog on the slate who's in a great position. we got Carlos Carrasco at home going against the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers implied run total 2.69, the lowest on the slate. Carrasco is expected to just go in there and absolutely demolish this team. We look at Carrasco's numbers on the season. They're just absolutely phenomenal. 29% strikeout rate against righties, 27 against lefties. Uh, you know, high ground ball rates, low fly ball rates. Um... You know, the Woba is, is pretty solid. And, and the Sierra, 2.6 against righties and 3 even against lefties. Just doing a great job. And this uh, Detroit team has been striking out, man. 22% strikeout rate for the team. Uh, ISO low at 136. The Woba under 300. Babip under 300. So, looks like a good spot here for Crasco, especially at home. I think he's going to go out there and throw a great game. Uh, in my opinion, for his price tag, he's definitely... Definitely the top option here. 10.6 on FanDuel, 13.2 on DraftKings. You can make it work. I think this is the, the route that we have to go today, uh, for especially in cash games. I think Carrasco is the top pitching option. Travis, what do you think about Carrasco here? Yeah, uh, definitely Vanna Carrasco, right? It just makes, uh, makes a ton of sense here. In this spot, Tigers are not good, right? Uh, it's just pretty plain and simple. That roster they have is an ugly one. So uh, definitely think it's a good idea to... Uh, get a ton of Carrasco. He seems like he's just like clearly the guy, like even in tournaments, like, man, how do you fade this? Right. Uh, I guess the only way you fade it in tournaments is ownership minus three fifty five favorite. Uh, if you had to say like, who's the hottest team in the world right now, uh, it's the Cleveland Indians. I mean, I, I know last I looked on the weekend, they had won like 17 games in a row or something like that. Uh, I've been averaging the most runs of any team and best DRA in the league. I mean, it was just like insane. It was one of those stats I saw on like ESPN. It was like, uh, Kind of just like, uh, just basically said like, yeah, they're first in everything uh, and they haven't lost a game. It was like unbelievable what they've been doing. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, how do you not like, uh, how do you not play the Cleveland Indians here? How do you not like load up on pitching, load up on hitting all around? It's just a great spot, but Carrasco is just the guy, I guess it's just ownership. What do we think it's going to be on an eight game slate? Uh, I mean, I think with pitching, like once we start creeping in like the 40 and 50%, it starts getting to a, Hey, like we can really eliminate a lot of the field. Uh, and I think it also is comparative to what our field of pitching is. And if we look around at this slate, I mean, it's not that great. There's some guys you could play. I think there's like uh, two options that you feel like if you pivoted to, you could feel pretty comfortable about. But for me, I think I'm just going to play Carrasco and move on, even on like a two-pitcher site, right? Uh, like Fantasy Draft. I'll play Carrasco in one spot. I'll let others try and make the mistake of not taking him. And if anyone does make the mistake of not taking him, that's fine. And if he's in there, he's probably a free square. And then I'll try and win in my other spot at SP and then my, with my hitter. So that's kind of how I'm approaching Carrasco. It just makes a ton of sense to play him. And uh, who knows, maybe maybe with, uh, maybe with NFL happening yesterday, maybe people do make enough mistakes where uh, the percentage goes down just a little bit and it's fine with me. Like I said, it just seems like too good of a spot where uh, Carrasco is just not going to fail, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially with this Detroit offense just kind of being gutted throughout the season uh, of, of most of their good parts. But, yeah, Cleveland, just complete onslaught today feels like the play. And uh, if you look, they uh, had a home improvement company out there that offered a 100% refund for any improvement that was done on people's homes if they wanted, like, a 15-game winning streak, I think it was. And when they did that, everyone got refunded. It was, like, $2.7 million in refunds to, to people that they had to pay back. They had, like, an insurance policy, so it wasn't that bad for them. And it wasn't but, that great of an insurance policy they bought. Like, uh, it was not good. I, that's what I heard, at least. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I heard that same exact thing, Josh, and I was laughing. Uh, 
Yeah, it's just the the, the the Indians are like the hottest team in the league right now. It's pretty insane. Uh, one of these teams, whoever, maybe maybe Indians may peak too early because uh, I mean, one of these teams I feel like is just going to be so hot going in the playoffs and just steamroll. But uh, yeah, I mean that that insurance ball I think was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so definitely Carrasco top option on the slate. Let's look at another pitcher now. Uh, another guy that seems like a heavy favorite, and there there are two pitcher sites that we play on, so we're going to have to consider other guys. We got Kenta Maeda. Thrown against the San Francisco Giants in San Francisco. Minus 202 on the money line. Heavy favorite here. And the implied run total for the Giants is 3.24, which is good for second lowest uh, implied team total on the slate. So uh, certainly some interest in Maeda here. He's pretty fairly priced. 9.9 on DraftKings, 8.8 on FanDuel. Uh, I feel like he's a good tournament pivot on one pitcher sites like FanDuel. On DraftKings, I think he makes a good SB2 and just kind of find value bats to fill in around him. But, uh, you know, San Francisco, they don't strike out a ton. We know that. And uh, their offense does have a tendency to get hot here and there. But th- this is a park upgrade for Maeda. San Francisco is, you know, definitely a pitcher's park. And Maeda seems to figure things out. He's been throwing absolutely lights out um, as of recently. He's shown some really good sh- outings uh, as he's gone. Let's just, like, look at the last month numbers for Maeda real quick. Uh, yeah, for, so from the last month, made a 43.8% strikeout rate against righties, which is absolutely bonkers. And uh, on top of that, his ground balls have been up at 44%. And his Sierra against righties in the last month is under one. So he's been in a good spot. He does have some struggles against lefties, which is a little bit concerning since we have Span and Panic and Crawford and Sandoval, Ryder Jones, like some of these guys to worry about. But uh I think all in all, I think Maeda is probably the, the the top second option at pitching on the slate. What do you think, Travis? Uh, I would rather Zach Granke. Uh, I'll take him instead. If I if you told me I had to pick one between Granke and uh, Maeda, which one I'm going to take as my number two would be it'd be Granke. Uh, I I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of. Uh, what I've been seeing from Maeda recently, I get it, right? It's the Giants. It is a good matchup and all. It makes a ton of sense, but I don't know. I think I just think I'm going to take the more talented Granky. Like he, he just is a more talented pitcher. Like uh, you know, if we're ranking them in tiers, right? Uh, I would definitely have Granky ranked higher up than Maeda. Uh, and I, I just think like that Colorado offense, man, they do struggle a lot on the road. And Granky's been really good this year. He's been good at home as well. Uh, I don't know. It just makes sense here to I think go the more talented guy in Granky than Maeda. Maeda, he can really blow up. Like he is not safe at all. Like uh, some of his blow spots, they can be bad. So I don't know. I'm a little worried about Maeda. Again, it's the Giants, right? So uh, it's definitely obviously a team that we shouldn't really worry a ton about. And I also worry about how many innings Maeda will go. That's another issue, right? Will I even get the quality start like uh, on some of these uh, sites? So I don't know. I, I definitely worry a little bit by, about Maeda. I think I'd rank him Carrasco, Granky, and Maeda. That's how I'd rank him. Josh, it sounds like you go Carrasco, Maeda, and then Granky. Yeah, that's about right. And there's like only uh, there's only one other option outside of those top three. I do agree that those are the top three options. Uh, Carrasco being on top, and then you could interchange uh, between Maeda and Granky. The problem is, you know, all three of them are. are you know, I think my head is fairly priced. I think Greinke's a little bit too expensive on a site like DK to try to mesh uh, Carrasco and, and uh, Greinke together. I think it, it kind of uh, it kind of limits what you could do. Like, let's see, on DraftKings, if you go Carrasco and Greinke, like you only have 3.3k on average per bat, so you'd have to find some real cheap value if you're going to make that work. And if there was one cheaper option on the slate that I'd be looking at, because other than that, it does get pretty ugly. It'd be Jason Hamill at home against the White Sox. We know the White Sox strike out an absolute ton, 25.9% strikeout rate in the last month. And on the season, uh, their strikeout rate has been at 25.4%, pretty consistently just striking out one in every four at-bats as they get up. It's pretty 
pretty sad, but uh, but yeah, uh, Hamill not really a strikeout upside pitcher, but he he does have some good pitches he can throw uh, to strike strike hitters at around eighteen percent that strikeout rate. So I do think that he could uh, get a little boost here with this matchup. Does he get to pitch at home, which is a pitcher's park, and uh, he's he's fairly cheap. So like on DraftKings, if you want to go with him as your SP two. Uh, I think it would make sense at 7.4K. I think that's a good route to go. On a one-pitcher site like FanDuel, I wouldn't be touching. Uh, I won't be touching Hamill at all, but I think on a two-pitcher site, he makes a fine option for SB2 on the cheaper end so you could get some bats in there. What do you think about Hamill here, Travis? Uh, yeah, uh, man, I'm not a huge Hamill fan. That's kind of the issue. Uh, <clears throat> I rarely roster him. And it's in Texas, hot weather, 83 degrees. No, it's in, it's in uh, Kansas think- City, Travis. Oh, sorry. I'm reading Cole Hamill. No, no, Jason Hamill. Jason Hamill. Not touching Cole Hamill. Sorry, wrong Hamill. Um, Yeah, sorry. I I just heard you say Hamill, and I assumed it was Cole. Uh, It's my bad. So Jason Hamill, yeah. uh, Right, like streaming against the White Sox, it makes some sense. Uh, Yeah, so kind of like on like pitcher two sites only. I'm kind of like not really a fan of touching like on, on, you know, SP – uh, one site's only where you can only play one. I don't really want to touch him. But fantasy draft, we have to play two guys, right? So if we have to play two, uh, it's definitely going to be a conversation of who we're going to end up going. So, ah, man, Hamill, I get it, right? The matchup makes a ton of sense. Uh, he's cheaper. I don't know. He's been about a lot better than he was early on in the season. I mean, he was bad early on to start out the year. and He's been pretty good as of recently, getting us double-digit games last four or so. He's been a lot better. Uh I don't know. There's some other guys I might consider instead. I think he's like in the conversation, but oh, Josh, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about CC Sabathia. I mean, we got to talk about streaming because we just talked about streaming against the White Sox and it makes a ton of sense, but uh, we like to stream against Tampa Bay. And the reason why I like to stream against Tampa Bay is uh, they strike out a lot. Uh, that's what they do. So, and uh, K's leads to high points and high upside. And that's what I'm looking for in tournaments. So uh, I don't know if Jason Hamill for sure has that. And I think CC Sabathia could have that, right? I'm not saying a 20-point game is going to happen, but it could happen, right? Uh, he did it against Boston. He did it against Seattle, almost against Boston again. I mean, he's been pitching pretty well recently, and he gets a team that just strikes out a ton. So what what are we doing here with uh, CC Sabathia? You know, CC is a big game pitcher, one of my favorite real-life pitchers too, but I've been watching him for a long time. And when I say I've been watching him since I was a kid, I mean I've literally been watching him pitch since I was a kid. So uh, he's definitely in his older years, and his velocity is down and whatnot. But he has been super efficient, and he is one of those veterans who steps up in big games. I would consider this a big game for the Yankees. Uh, Tampa Bay does strike out a ton, like you said, 26.5% strikeout rate. If Sabathia could be more efficient with his pitch count and try to get a little bit deeper into games, I think that would make more sense. But he is priced up, especially on DraftKings. He's 8K. Uh, you know, so if you have to decide between like Hamill and CeCe, uh, I'd probably go Hamill, but I understand why you would want to go CC in this spot because the Tampa Bay Rays do strike out a ton. And just a, a little uh, news and notes from this game. This game is going to be played in City Field, right, Travis, because of the weather out in Tampa Bay? It's going to be in uh, City Field. Yeah, they're not going to be in Tampa Bay because of all the issues and whatnot. So, yeah, it's going to be in Tampa. Yeah, so uh, I think that there's some merit to going CC if you want to get like a nice, uh, strong tournament pivot. I don't think that his ownership is going to be huge on this slate. I think that, especially at this price tag, the general public is just going to feel like this is a, a bad spot to go CC. And I think there's also a lot of negative connotation with Sabathia's name, uh, thinking that he doesn't have a lot of upside. And anytime he throws a good game, they just say it's a fluke. But uh, one thing about CC that he, he's been really good at throughout his career is when you know it's a clutch situation, his team really needs to win, he does go out there and, and step up and throw well. So I do think that this is a spot where he can throw a good game. Um, I just I'm not sure if the upside's bigger here or for Hamill, 
So picking between the two, I'd probably go Hamill. But again, like I said, I do think that there's some merit to going CC in tournaments on two pitcher sites. One pitcher sites, not going to touch them, though. How do you feel about CC, Travis? Uh, Josh, I'm just losing count over here. How many big games does this guy pitch in this season? That's all. I mean, you've told me this many times, but he's and he's came through, so whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm, it's like I don't know. I might play him. It's uh the price. The problem is the price, right? Like on uh on two pitcher sites, it's starting to become an issue, right? If if I was paying for a really cheap CC, it'd be different. But I feel like I'm paying a little too much right now, and. Uh, more so, the reason I want to maybe go for, to some of these cheaper options is because uh, I'm trying to fit in these bats. Uh, you know, normally if I play like a guy like Carrasco, I want to fit in a stack that I love. And I don't know if I'll definitely have the money for the bats. I mean, I could have it, but I don't know if I will for sure have the money. So that's kind of the debate I'm having right now. Uh, if you told me, hey, like, like even on like a well, probably on a one pitcher side, I don't want to do it. But if you told me, hey, like, could, if you want, like, would you play CC Sabathia today? Uh, it's in the conversation for me. I'm definitely thinking about it. it just depends if the price fits. Uh, so if the glove fits, I think I'll do it, but I don't know if it's gonna. That's kind of gonna be the problem. Yeah, I agree. It's just the price tag is just a little bit too high. Like I said, I'd rather just go Hamill for the 600 savings on a site like DraftKings. Fancy Draft 2, you get a discount on Hamill um, over CC. So, uh, I think it's definitely better to go the Hamill route, but I, like I said, again, I do think there's merit to playing CC on the slate. Now, after this, Travis, it just gets like really ugly really fast on the pitching options, so uh, not really too many guys I'd be that interested in. Like, uh, like I don't think I'll have interest in Woodruff, you know, playing, even though like he's he's a pretty solid favorite here against the Pirates. Don't like the game environment for him in Milwaukee, so... Uh, going to stay away from him over there. I could definitely see some merit to going Woodruff, but... Uh, I just I don't like playing pitchers in Milwaukee, man. Especially if they're not like elite status, because even even the better pitchers struggle over there. Um, and he's like the only other guy I think I'd even like give a look at. But uh, I don't know, Travis. Maybe you have some cheaper guys on this list that you might have some interest in. So who else would you have interest in outside of the guys that we mentioned already? Um, so I'm pretty sure this is tough. Like I want to go like a Ronaldo Lopez, right? Because I love taking like these young talented pitchers. The problem is, I mean, Kinsey just doesn't strike out, right? Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm kind of not in like, I don't think I can end up going him. I get he's like a young, talented guy. Uh, Josh, I'm going to tell you a guy and I want you to like really, uh, you know, hold your nose. Uh, it sounds disgusting, but hear me out for a second. Um, what, and I guess give me your take right away on him. Uh, I'll say it. And then I want to hear your first takeaway. I don't want you to have a second to let it marinate. Uh, what do you think about me having interest in, uh, you Jimenez? I don't think it's that crazy. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Vegas, the Vegas total is what throws me off. Like, I think that when I'm looking at this game, I don't see the Toronto Blue Jays coming out and absolutely smashing Jimenez, you know, because the only downside that he really has here is the fact that it's in a hitter's park. But other than that, he's pretty efficient against righties and there's not too many left handed hitters in this Blue Jays lineup to worry about. So I think that. Um, Jimenez could have a good game when he, when he uh, gets in his zone and his pitchers are, are going where they need to go. He does have some upside. Um, but Vegas seems to think that, that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to score over five runs in this game. So huge game total here. Uh, I don't know. I think if it wasn't for the game total, I'd have more interest. But uh, as we dive deeper into the numbers, uh, I don't think it's a terrible tournament play. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess I'll uh, sell you on it. So if your team, uh, I mean, I'm not really team BVP all the time, but when the sample's big enough, I kind of think uh, it's it's something to talk about. So, and I like to bring it up anyways for viewers because I know viewers like it. Uh, but so we got 66 for three, uh, I guess, six, 305 at-bats. 
with 66 hits with a 216 average. Uh, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, obviously that's one that's not so great. So uh, Ubaldo Jimenez is a guy who has owned Toronto throughout his career. One reason why is, uh, you know, a lot of these Toronto guys have been here a while, and a lot of them can't hit the slider. Uh, and that's what Ubaldo throws. He throws that enough, right? Uh, he throws it 22% of the time against righties. Or actually, oh, this is for this was his whole career. Hang on, let, let me get the whole. Let me get like the past uh, past year and a half or so. Uh, it's still same about numbers. Uh, 20, 21 percent uh, against righties, uh, which I'm sure I see a lot of righties in this lineup, obviously because it's Toronto, and then against lefties, thirteen percent. So I mean, we're gonna get a ton of sliders from him, and they don't hit that that well. And part of it is the BVP too, right? Like that's obviously also helpful in looking at the data. So uh, I mean. I'm looking for a cheap guy and there's not that many guys and Ubaldo has, you know, he's done well against Toronto this year. So I don't think it's crazy. Uh, I think we can do it. Uh, I mean, I haven't really done it most of the year and uh, if man, like, well, actually this will be like the one time that I do it and he gets blown up. But man, if you look at the numbers, like his Sierra has been pretty good this year, 3.97 against righties, 3.82 against lefties. And that's a 278 batting attempts against lefty and 311 against righties. Like, I mean, this is just a this is just a perfect spot for Ubaldo Jimenez. I feel like I'm I think I'm playing Ubaldo uh, in a tournament. I think he's going to be my cheap guy. So uh, I think I planted my flag. I don't think I've done this uh, in probably in many many years. But Ubaldo Jimenez, welcome to the team. Oh man, uh, yeah, I don't hate it. I think it's a good playing tournament, and I think on a, a slate like this where we have pretty shallow depth at a position like pitcher, I think it's okay to get a little creative like that. Just. Uh, just know that if you're coming off of the higher own chalkier options or the bigger options here, uh, there's really a big drop in like a safety net coming off of like a Carrasco or Maeda or uh, or Granky. Like once you get beyond the, beyond those guys, there's really not much safety in any of these options. So uh, you're taking big risks if you go anywhere else here. Um, so I'm gonna start rattling off names. You tell me if you have any interest, okay, Travis? Sure. Estrada. Oh uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on him today. Miles J. Uh who? Oh Miles J, the 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 yeah, the Detroit guy. Yeah, uh no, I'm gonna pass on him. He is a he's a guy I do not have interest in. Odorizzi against the Yankees? Uh no, uh let me let me pull it up and just see. I I wanna see the BVP real quick because I actually do care about it. I I kinda care about like individual ones, uh with uh let me pull that up really fast. Uh I do care about those sometimes. He hasn't done bad over him throughout throughout his career. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I think I'm just playing you, Baldo. I could I could get playing Jake Odorizzi if you wanted. It it, it makes a little bit of sense, but I don't think I'm going to do it. Depends on his price tag too. He seems like he's one of those guys that uh, is going to be priced up a little too much on fantasy draft. Uh, pulling up the pricing now. He is where is he's it? somewhere around 12k. So, he's somewhere around 12 or 13k, I believe. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Sorry, I'm. Oh, yeah, thirteen point two. Yeah, I don't hate him. I think if you want to throw a dart on him, I don't hate it. Because again, we don't have a lot of these cheap, cheap pitchers. Like, I think he's a guy you can throw a dart on. So, uh, if you want to go with him, I don't hate it. And yeah, um, even man, I'm looking at Estrada again. Even him, it's weird. He's he's done pretty well against Toronto, uh, against uh, Baltimore too. I think you could throw darts with them actually. Because like the more I look at it, like those three, I think you could throw darts on. So sorry, backpedal real quick. There's a lot of other pitchers I don't like. Uh, so I guess like uh, the cheap guys, I think those three you said, I think you could throw, or those two you said, I think you could throw darts on. Uh, they're not guys I want high exposure to, but I don't hate getting a little bit of exposure. Keep going, Josh. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Um, just just a, a little side note about Estrada too. In his uh, four games that he started against Baltimore this season, he's 2-0 uh, with uh, 28 strikeouts and 25.2 innings. So he, he has averaged over a strikeout per inning. 
And uh, so, you know, and his ERA has been pretty uh, pretty solid, too. So I think that uh, – I know you hate the ERA stat, but just looking at the splits here, it's there. Um, <laughs> I don't have the Sierra stat offhand here. But I, I, I think he's been he's been pretty efficient against Baltimore. So definitely something to look at. Who else do you have interest in here, Travis? Uh, yes, yeah, so, like I'm not interested. Like, I'll, I'll cross off uh, Miranda. I'll cross off Kyle Freeland, like Stratton. Uh, even Lopez against Kansas City, it's just – I think people might buy into him just because, oh, he's a young, talented guy, you know, has strikeout upside. Uh, people, I'm pretty sure, played him, uh, you know, have been playing him this year, and he's, you know, had okay outings. He hasn't had that uh, huge spot yet, but I feel like people might talk themselves into it just because of that. And, like, even Steven Brawl, like, I'm not going to play him. The one guy down here uh, I think I might have interest in is maybe Woodruff. I just hate how Pittsburgh doesn't strike out a ton, but Woodruff has a ton of strikeout upside, right? That's kind of one thing I like about him, young, talented pitcher. Sometimes that talent can kind of like uh, shine throughout and just, uh, you know, I'm not saying the guy's matchup proof or anything, but, you know, he's a, some of these young, talented guys kind of have to remember, like, they can be matchup proof, right? Because if we do think that they're supposed to be like super uh, talented pitchers, like they could have one of those gems, right? I don't hate Woodruff because I think there is strikeout upside there in this spot. Uh, so, and even Jason Hamill, if you want to scream against him, uh, you, you know, against the White Sox, I don't hate doing that. But uh, some of these guys down here, I think, are just like too much of landmines. And I think there's uh, obviously some shaky options, right? Like we talked about the guys that we throw darts at, but uh, I don't love them all. And if you told me I had to pick my one favorite guy, it's going to be Ubaldo. All right. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Ubaldo's the guy. I think we safely stay away from both the pitchers in this Rangers game, Miranda and Cole Hamels, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely stay away from them. All right, and I think we stay away from Chris Stratton here, too, on the slate. He's the last guy we haven't mentioned. What do you think about him? Yeah, I said that. I said Stratton's a pass for me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, okay, good. So, all right, so that's it. We covered pitching. So uh, so I think uh, I think we covered everything here. Any any last notes you want to mention about pitching here, or you feel like you covered everything you want to say? <clears throat> nope, yeah, that's about it. Let's head over to some of the hitters. All right, let's move on to the bats now. We'll start with the catcher position now. For me, Travis, it's pretty clear where I'm going to be going as long as in, as long as he's in the lineup. Uh, I'm just going to have a bunch of Chris Iannetta. A guy hits lefties really well, especially at home, and he uh, usually gets a nice premium lineup spot bet in second. So if that's the case, uh, I'm going to have a ton of Chris Iannetta, fairly priced throughout the industry. You get him on FanDuel at 2.5, which is – Nice and cheap, and on DraftKings, get him for 3.6. So as long as he is in the lineup, because I know that he has the little hand thing going on, uh, as long as he's in the lineup, he's, he's the guy I want to have uh, in, in my in my teams. Now, if he's not in the lineup, uh, I think that I'll end up probably going with either uh, Manuel Pena for uh, 2.7 on DraftKings, and I believe he's super cheap on FanDuel as well. Let me just make sure. Uh, yeah, 2.3. I think Pena is a good option, nice and cheap with a little bit of pop in his bat and a good hitting environment uh, against the lefty. And uh, I don't think that there's uh, – I don't think it's a terrible idea if you want to go super, super cheap. Uh, if you went with Ramos on DraftKings, he's 2.2K, which is like basically free uh, on fan, on DraftKings for how that cap doesn't go. So if like you really want to like an extra dirt cheap guy – Wilson Ramos is the guy on, on, on DraftKings. Last game, when uh, three for four with a home run, so he, he's starting to hit the ball a little bit after coming back from his injury. So I think Ramos is a good guy to look at on DraftKings specifically for, for a nice value play. And on Fantasy Draft, I think Ramos is also in play as well. So um, so that's where that's where I'm at. I think that my top option is going to be Ionetta, and my top super value option is going to be Ramos. Where are you at at catcher here, Travis? 
Yeah, so like, let's keep in mind, like, if you're playing fantasy draft, uh, this segment might not be for you. Uh, there's no reason to be taking catchers, in my opinion, on fantasy draft, unless you see a dream matchup. I don't really see a dream one. I think like the only reason to really play a catcher on fantasy draft is like you need a salary. Like, even if you need a salary, I don't think you have to. But um, if you're assigned to stack up the Yankees, like you don't want to miss out on Gary Sanchez normally in your Yankee stack. So I think that's the reason. But uh, other than that, like if you're on another site playing. Uh, I think going Chris Sinetta, sure he makes sense, but uh, I want to get I want to get some cheap guys in here, right? That's kind of the issue. If he's not cheap, it depends where you can get him uh, for the price tag. Like on DraftKings, kind of priced up, right? Like thirty six hundred is a lot over there. Fanduel, he's cheaper of an option. Even like Manny Pena, right? He's twenty seven hundred on DraftKings. I think he's a guy uh, that I would love to play. Uh, that's uh, at that price tag, right? Uh, again, though, on fantasy draft, like. I just don't need to play these catchers, so this is not something I'm really going to focus on. It's one of those things I wait to look at the lineup, uh, see who gets a good lineup spot, and see you know who I want to play. I think Manny Pena ends up being the guy that like slides in for me as uh, one of my cash game guys just because of his price tag. Same with Ionetta. He could, too. It depends if he gets the two spot, right? If he gets the two spot, definitely, but... Uh, you never know what the Arizona lineup, uh, you know, I trying to predict the Arizona lineup is uh, like trying to predict what the NFL is going to do week one. Right. And uh, we think we know, but we don't always know. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just get out of catcher now, Josh. I think it's one of those things to say, Hey, make sure to make sure to be on the lookout. Uh, there are some decent plays here right now. I think Ionetta and you, I think you and I both agree. Ionetta and Pena are really good plays. Even Salvador Perez, I think is like an interesting uh, home run, uh, one-off guy you can go to. But, uh, yeah, I think this is maybe a spot where we want to uh, – obviously, I'm fantasy draft pass and uh, catcher. Uh, kind of wait to see how the slate develops. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So uh, so with that, let's move on to a loaded position here on first base. Travis, kick us off here. Where are you looking at first base? Uh, yeah, so first base is interesting. Uh, I, I want one of these Brewers first bases when I think. Like, even if Thames is in there, I don't hate him, but I feel like I'm going to be going – Jesus Aguilar, I think he's going to get the spot, but we don't know for sure. Uh, if so, I like Aguilar a lot. If I can get him cheap, uh, I definitely want to uh, play him. Uh, of course, Paul Goatschmidt against uh, Kyle Freeland. Uh, Goatschmidt against a lefty every time makes sense, and I always like to do it. So if I have the money, I'd love to spend on him. I just don't know if I have the money. Uh, that's kind of be one of the issues. Trey Mancini hits righties really well, and he gets Estrada, who's a fly ball righty. So uh, I would love to do that. I think that makes a ton of sense. You can even go crush – Davis, uh, Chris Davis uh, against Estrada. I think he makes some sense too that you can definitely uh, load up here in this spot. But uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to say just like uh, go out right now. Say my number one is probably Paul Goatschmidt against the lefty. Right? I, I would love to play him. My number two will be Jesus Aguilar. And uh, my number three will be Trey Mancini. Also, I got to mention uh, Trey, uh, Cody Bellinger uh, against uh, a guy like Stratton who's not that good. And he makes some sense here. But those will be my three favorite first basemen on this. League. It's pretty clear for me where I'm going to go. I, if I could get Aguilar on FanDuel 2.5K, uh, definitely going to get Get him in my lineups and uh while i do like goldschmidt a lot he is a little bit too priced up for me so uh if i could get him in i will but i just don't feel like i'm going to be able to especially with these value options available so uh aguilar 2.5k on FanDuel on DraftKings, he's priced up a little bit more, so I'll stay away. I think the play on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft for me, if I was going to play a first baseman here, it's going to be Mike Napoli. 3.3K on DraftKings just feels way too cheap. 2.7 on FanDuel makes sense too, but he just absolutely mashes lefties at home. And this is a good spot for him against a fly ball lefty at home. So certainly going to have a ton of Mike Napoli um, outside of FanDuel where I'll probably just have a bunch of Aguilar. So that's that's where I'm looking. And Goldschmidt's my, my top first base play. Um, other than those those two. So it goes Goldschmidt, and then if I'm looking for value, it's going to be Aguilar and uh, 
and Mike Napoli. So that's where I'm at at first base. Travis, let's move on to second base now. Uh, second base is a position where I feel like we have a good few options we can go to. Um, one of them for me that really stands out is, uh, is, is going to be Neil Walker here at home. Uh, at home against a lefty. He's very, very fairly priced across the industry. On FanDuel, you could get him for 3K. On DraftKings, you get him for 3.4K. Fantasy Draft, uh, he's still cheap over there as well. So these are, uh, you know, this is like where you have to find the best value. And I think at home, Neil Walker, who's been mispriced all season, by the way, uh, is certainly certainly a great option here on this slate. And we'll have a ton of him. Um I also don't mind some Brandon Drury if you want to complete your Arizona stacks because I do think they're a very stackable team today against Freeland at home. Um, but, yeah, overall, uh, Neil Walker is probably my favorite option, and I, would not, uh, I wouldn't mind going. Oh, and Jose Ramirez, too, um, if he's second base eligible where you're playing, like, on DraftKings. I think Jose Ramirez is also a great option. FanDuel is second base eligible. So, um, yeah, Jose Ramirez for me is going to be a top option, but I really do like Neil Walker, I think, the most. And outside of him, I uh, wouldn't mind uh, Drury and my Arizona stacks. That's where I'm at at second base. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I think Walker makes sense. Uh, don't mind Whit Merrifield or maybe going uh, one of these White Sox lefties, or not lefties, uh, second baseman when, uh, where you find them cheap. Uh, both switch hitters and both could be hitting towards the top lineup like Moncada or Sanchez, so don't hate them. Uh, I definitely like Neil Walker, though. He's one of the top uh, point-per-dollar options, right, you'd say. Uh, and then uh, I think you made a good point with Jose Ramirez, and we kind of – didn't talk about the Indians at first base, and that's kind of a disservice to what they've been disservice to what they've been doing. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion and Carlos Santana will probably go under owned. I'm assuming then, uh, if since like I said, we didn't really talk about him there. Uh, maybe they do go under owned, and uh, just because they kind of seemed a little priced up too, obviously. So, yeah, Jose Ramirez is like one of the best second base options, and on a fantasy draft, people don't like rostering second baseman, so at least I don't. So, uh, yeah, maybe he does go on her own there, and if you're building an Indian stack, the thing that's right about uh, fantasy draft is you can play uh, Santana and Edward Encarnacion. You can't do that in many places, so that's kind of nice as well. So just wanted to note that, uh, but, yeah, I think uh, Neil Walker, if I had to say, hey, what, if you told me which guy are you like uh, definitely playing on this slate uh, for their price tag, I think it's Neil Walker. If you told me salary's not a thing, it's Jose Ramirez. All right, so let's move on to the shortstop position now. Oh, wait, no, third base. We didn't do third base yet. We got to go to third base to the hot corner, right? So, uh, Travis, go ahead. Kick us off at the hot corner here. Third base. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we are we're talking about third base. Uh, it's a spot where I think uh, it's, you know, not that bad today. It's not uh, absolutely loaded, but it's uh, it's a decent position today. Uh, you got Nolan Arenado, of course. Always have to have interest in him, but he gets a tough mat matchup against Zach Greinke. That's kind of one of the uh, one of the issues. But so I'll probably pass on him. Uh, I don't hate Manny Machado against a flyball pitcher, right? That always makes sense. And Machado, uh, I don't know. He's been one of those guys who has shown some reverse type splits throughout his career. He can hit righties. He can hit lefties. Uh, I don't know. He just hits everyone. Right? He's a talented hitter. Uh, same with Justin Turner. He's another one of those guys. Same exact thing, but. He's just a talented hitter. I like him too. I think he's good. Josh Donaldson has an illness, so um, he wasn't on the lineup on Sunday. I don't know if he'll miss this game for sure. Uh, I think it was a uh, – I don't know. We'll see. I guess uh, be on the lookout for the lineup, but I probably wouldn't even play Donaldson here. Uh, one guy I want to talk about is, uh, man, Mr. Uh, – and I know I've talked, man, I've talked about BVP more than usual. I normally don't talk about the BVP like this, but this is like the BVP du jour, man. Like this is one of the most talked <laughs> about in the industry, right? CC Sabathia and Evan Longoria. This is the one. Uh, if you uh, 
if you're if you're on team BVP, you know that you know about this one, right? Uh, Evan Longoria, 32 for 76 against uh, CC Sabathia with eight home runs, 421 average. Probably have never played each other in City Field though, Josh. So uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe that maybe that changes things. Maybe uh, you know the ballpark trumps it all. Probably not, but uh, yeah, CC Sabathia against Evan Longoria. Uh, I think you have to have interest in Longoria here in this spot. It just uh, it makes sense. He owns his soul, basically. Uh, it's like obviously clear as day. Um, so yeah, Josh. Uh, I don't know. You say you watch CC a lot. Does it? Uh, does he look shaken? Is he shaking in his boots every single time Evan Longoria walks up to the mat, uh, up to the plate? No, I think that he's actually. I think it's the opposite. I think he just gets arrogant and he's like, he, he always just uh, tries to go right at Longoria, and Longoria is just a known lefty masher. So like, no matter how you spin it, uh, Longoria has the advantage every time he gets up to the plate against a, a low-velocity lefty like CC Sabathia. So um, I think in his earlier years, CC probably would have uh, maybe it would be more of an even matchup or maybe even a slight advantage to CC. But in his older years, you know, he just – he's not afraid, man. If you watch CC, he doesn't, like, nibble around the plate or around the zone. He just goes right at these hitters. So uh, I think that we're going to see that again tonight. He's just he's going to go right at Longoria. It could go two ways. Longo could either, uh, you know, get unlucky and, and, and the bad could not fall his way, or uh, he could – have a huge game. And I think that this BVP is not a fluke. It's one of the best BVPs in the game, as you mentioned. So definitely have interest in Longoria. Super cheap on DraftKings at 3.5K. Super cheap on Fantasy Draft as well. And if you look at FanDuel, he's pretty cheap over there at 3.3K. So Longo is definitely a top option at third base. For me, if I'm going to try to save value outside of Longoria, I'm probably going to go with Andy Diaz on Cleveland. 2.6K on FanDuel. And on DraftKings, he's multi-eligible. Uh, multi-position eligible, so you could get Yandy in the outfield too, and he's pretty cheap over there. I believe he's like 3.3k. So yeah, um, you know these are uh, these are good options at third base. Um, you know I wish that I liked Lamb a little bit more in this matchup, but you know I don't like him in lefty lefty. Don't like Gallo in a lefty lefty matchup, even though it's at home. So if I'm gonna pick uh, if I'm gonna pick two first ba- uh, third basemen that I'm really interested in on the slate, it's going to be Longoria and Yandy Diaz. And I don't hate some uh, some Mike Moustakas here at home against Ronaldo Lopez, but I think I'm just going to stick with the top two here and just kind of get my exposure to Longoria and my exposure to Yandy Diaz. Uh, anyone else here you want to mention at third base? Nope. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it. I think we made most of the guys. All right, let's move on to shortstop now. Uh, shortstop for me uh, has been pretty, uh, pretty uh, tough and pretty difficult making a decision on the slate. We don't have, like, a ton of top – like, Francisco Lindor is the top option, right? But the problem is we have a lot of high-priced pitching options we want to pay up for, so it's going to be hard to mash them in. Um, I think that now that this Yankees game is going to be played in City Field instead of Tropicana, it does give a little bit of boost to the lefty bats, and that includes uh, D.D. Gregorius. He'll have that short right porch, but, again, he's not very cheap either, so it's going to be tough to make a decision here at short. Uh, looking for value options if – uh, if it's Adam Rosales or Kettle Marte for Arizona pl- playing shortstop, I think either one of those is a fine option, and they make a fine value option. Both of them are pretty cheap, so I wouldn't mind going with either one of the Arizona shortstops. Whoever ends up being in the lineup is the guy I think I'm just going to plug in. Um, but other than that, you're going to have to pay up. So if I'm not paying up for Lindor and I'm not paying up for Didi Gregorius, I'm just going to plug in the Arizona shortstop and move on from there. That just, you know, kind of complete that correlation for me and those uh, mini stacks that I'll have probably in my cash game lineups. But, yeah, uh, Travis, how do you feel about shortstop today? 
Uh, yeah, don't love it, right? Uh, but Josh, you said, uh, you know, I don't know where I'm going to do a shortstop. You don't need to, Josh, you can go over to Fantasy Draft and play because there's no shortstops over there. <laughs> well, there are, but you don't have to play them. So, yeah, if I have the money for Lindor, I want to play him, but I don't know if I have the money for him. Same with Elvis Andrews. Like, it just seems like a spot where if I'm playing Carrasco, uh, yeah, I'm really struggling to really pay up right here. Uh, one guy I'm going to say uh, is Brandon Crawford. I, I think he's a guy, even against a guy like Maeda, people may be worried about him. He's getting hit a lot harder recently. I think going Brandon Crawford is a really good route. And uh, we had PML on the uh, podcast the other day, and he was talking about how like Crawford was going through like a death in the family. I didn't know he was going through a death in the family. I knew something was up with him because he was just not playing well. Uh, so a lot of that like added up and made sense. He's just been hitting the ball a lot better. So it's kind of made me feel more confident rostering Brandon Crawford moving forward, especially how he says he's like recovered from it, and then he was hitting better right after. So that's good. Like Brandon Crawford, I think he's interesting. Uh, Gene Seguera, I think going him uh, against – Cole Hamels makes a ton of sense, so I'll have interest in him here in this spot. Uh, Kettle Marte, if you get him like batting high for cheap, sure he makes sense, but I don't think you will. I think you'll get Adam Rosales instead. And if you need a cheap shortstop, uh, you know this is this isn't just Adam Rosales. This is lefty masher Adam Rosales, as uh, Derek Cardi likes to say. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Adam Rosales is the guy that I think is a nice cheap option that you can end up playing. So yeah, definitely think uh, going Adam Rosales is a nice cheap option if you're looking for a punt home run. I like to look for punt home runs at positions I don't like. So uh, don't hate doing that here against uh, Freeland. And I think. Uh, VR depends on the lineup spot for him. I'm wondering what the Pirates are going to do. We currently have the projected lineup as uh, on Roto Grounds as Hernan Perez, Domingo Santana, Braun Shaw, Aguilar, Pena, Broxton, and Arcia. So no, uh, no VR, but probably you know we didn't mention Perez before, but I think Perez is an interesting option. He's going to be batting first. That makes sense. I was going to mention him earlier, but I was like, eh, I don't think he'll be batting higher. Might not even hit the lineup, but if he is, that makes sense. Uh, to definitely get exposure to him in your Milwaukee stacks. But yeah, uh, it looks like we're not going to get VR though. So I think it's one of those spots where I'm really like waiting to see what value comes out to make a decision on uh, shortstop. I think there's some decent options at the top tier, the mid tier and the low tier that we can consider. It's all a matter of what fits your construction or what fits your stack. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just about filling in the stack and finding a cheap value option that uh, could correlate to the rest of your lineup. But yeah, so uh, anything else here you want to mention at shortstop? No, that's about it. Let's uh, let's hit up the outfield and close this thing out. All right, we got the outfield now. Now, uh, the first guys I'm looking at here on this slate in the outfield is going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Really like J.D. Martinez and A.J. Pollock here. Those are going to be my two two top options. Love to correlate outfielders like that, so we're going to have a lot of J.D.M., lots of A.J. Pollock. Just try to find them. Spots on my roster on the slate against Kyle Freeland at home. They really, really hit lefties well at home, both of these guys. Especially JDM now. He's, he's had that park upgrade since he's gone to Arizona. So really like him here. Uh, I also like some Jay Bruce um, in the Cleveland outfield here. I think Jay Bruce is a great play. He's pretty pretty cheap, too, on FanDuel. You get him for 3.3K. I think that's a great uh, value option there. And he has lots of pop in his bat. So uh, going to really have a, a lot of Jay Bruce here. And he makes a fine correlation play if you want to go with, like, Jose Ramirez. If you're going with J-Ram or if you're going with... Yandy Diaz, I think that uh, Jay Bruce is a fine addition to your lineup to complete that correlation there. Uh, I'm also uh, going to have some interest now in these uh, in these Yankee lefties on the outfield, like Gardner and Ellsbury, just because the game's being played in City Field. So I think either one of them is also a fine tournament option. Wouldn't play them in cash, but I think that they're fine tournament options. Um, but yeah, so for me, I'm just going to try to get a ton of exposure to these Arizona righties in the outfield and then uh if i'm looking for 
uh, for other outfielders, I'll probably try to look to this Cleveland team. Chisholm Hall, too, also in play if he's in the lineup. So I think these Cleveland lefties in the outfield will be also top options here for me. But I'm just going to try to keep a tight core and just try to get stock in these games and these offenses that have higher upside in the outfield. And those are the guys that I'm really looking at. Oh, and Ryan Braun, by the way. Ryan Braun is one of my top, top options on the slate in the outfield. 4.6 on FanDuel on uh, DraftKings, so they got his, his price tag right on DraftKings, but on FanDuel at 3.2, that just feels way too cheap. So I'm probably just going to hit the lock button on Ryan Braun on FanDuel and uh, just just get him in there. Just like, you know, I like his price as much as I like Jesus uh, Aguilar's price and, you know, at 2.5K at first base. So I think the two of them together make a fine pairing and correlation play of this Milwaukee offense. So lots of Ryan Braun for me, um, but that's where I'm at in the outfield. How about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, so Ryan Braun, like I was waiting on it, Josh. I was like, why why hasn't he mentioned Ryan Braun yet? I was waiting for it. So I just want to stress again, I love Ryan Braun, like one of my top options on this slate. Probably jammed him in cash games. He just makes a ton of sense here. So uh, I'll take Ryan Braun. I'll even say, hey, he's hitting a home run. I'll guarantee it. You know, this the stamp of approval, the guarantee it's here. Uh, Ryan Braun, he's hitting a homer. But yeah, for obvious reasons, he's in such a great spot. (laughs) It just makes so much sense. Love the price tag too. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a perfect spot for him and I'll, you know, love everything about the Brewers today. I think it makes sense. So Ryan Braun, definitely a guy I'm going to be, uh, looking at in uh, the outfield. He's, uh, JDM. I think he made a ton of sense with talking about him and AJ Pollock, right? They're a fantastic place too. have to like them. Uh, don't forget about Jay Bruce, uh, decent price tag around the industry. Uh, I think he's a guy that I definitely want to be playing here on this spot. Uh, and then, uh, I want to mention, you didn't mention him yet, Josh, uh, whatever happened to mentioning Nelson Cruz against a lefty, uh, is, is Cole Hamels a guy that's, uh, you're worried about that? I mean, you are always talking Nelson Cruz against a lefty, Nelson Cruz against a lefty. Uh, that's all I hear out of you. So why didn't you mention Nelson Cruz? You just forget it. Yeah. It was just an oversight. Nelson Cruz is obviously in play against a lefty. And I think one thing that really stands out is this park upgrade being in Texas. So, uh, certainly fire up Nelson Cruz here in this spot against the lefty like him a lot probably just going to play him as a one-off um we also didn't mention uh gene segura either um he's pretty good against I, I lefty too. oh you did you okay i didn't mention gene segura let me i'm just trying to trying to cover myself here uh, i do like gene yeah, segura it's too fine, it's fine. uh he's priced up a little bit but uh but yeah i think that nelson cruz is fine as a one-off here uh valencia too by the way back to, i know i'm backtracking to the seattle offense uh, just a little bit of an oversight i think that the seattle righties are definitely in play so that includes segura uh, Valencia and Nelson Cruz. Uh, Nelson Cruz, by far the best. I think Nelson Cruz, for me, is solid as a one-off or also in a mini-stack. So I think either way you could play Cruz. But I think if you're going to play Segura or Valencia, you have to play them in a mini-stack with the three of them together, with Cruz, Valencia, and Segura. I wouldn't play any, I wouldn't play those other two as one-offs. So uh, that's how I feel about the Seattle offense. But, yeah, Nelson Cruz against the lefty man all day, especially in Texas. Yeah, and just making sure, just making sure everything's okay over there, Josh. Want to make sure you weren't, uh, you know, sick or anything like that because you forgot to mention him. So, but yeah, Jay Martinez, of course, I love him. Uh, he's a guy that, uh, yeah, I'll be like, he's one of those I just always jam in, and you know, I'm gonna probably be jamming in when I'm building lineups. You know, and when you're sitting down there, Josh, and you're making your team just kind of like jamming in JD Martinez on the keyboard, you're like, oh, JD Martinez making a new team, JD Martinez, JD Martinez, just keep doing it over and over. Uh, but for obviously good reasons, it's a great spot for him. Uh, definitely we can start playing him. Actually, let me look right now and see. Maybe that uh, – I like the – you know how I am with weather, Josh, but if that Chase Field roof is open, like it hasn't opened yet for the uh, for the September. I don't know if it will open in September or not. I always forget. But if it does open uh, – nope, still closed. We are closed for the rest of the Rocky series. So I will check back next series. That's kind of how I've been doing it. So they give you – they, they update it on the, the first day of the series that I check in. So uh, Friday I will check in. If anyone's curious, you know, ask me on Twitter, hey, Friday, are, is the roof open? I, I've already checked it. So – 
uh, yeah, let me, let me know that. But uh, yeah, the roof is closed. So we won't be, Arizona's a hitter's park, but when that roof opens, it's even more of a hitter's park. So we will definitely uh, check back in on that uh, for the next series, but still think he still think they're good plays, obviously uh, for good reasons. Again, I uh, mentioned Jay Bruce. I want to mention him again. I think he's a great guy, and I wouldn't want to leave him off of my stacks uh, for sure. He just makes a ton of sense in this spot. Curious if we could get uh, if we could get Adam Frazier in the lineup. I wouldn't hate him uh, in the uh, in the Milwaukee park. It's a good hitter's park for lefties especially. And I, I like Woodruff, and I'm not trying to target the Pirates, I don't think. Uh but man, like the Pirates in that park is an interesting idea because if uh, you know Woodruff's a young pitcher, and if they could get to him early and they bring in that Milwaukee bullpen, man, I wouldn't hate an under-owned pirate stack. Uh, it's obviously not the sexiest thing, and it's not something I want to definitely be targeting, but something I'm thinking about a little more, uh, just because it's a good ballpark for Pittsburgh. Huge ballpark upgrade that like people are just not going to be playing them, right? We saw this the other day, right? Texas played against uh, Texas played against Tanaka, and you know we weren't really targeting Tanaka, but it was like one of the better hitting environments on the slate, and they're just under-owned, and they pulled. Pulled off 11 runs. And no, Josh, I'm not just trying to give you a gut punch to tell you, hey, the Yankees lost the other day. Uh, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just trying to say uh, you're going to get a, a team in a really good hitting environment compared to other hitting environments at low ownership. And it's a game theory play. That's all. So, yeah, just wanted to mention that for sure with the Pirates. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, – yeah, that's about it for now, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think uh, – mentioned some of the outfielders. And be on the lookout, for, obviously, for some value guys too. Uh, we're going to have to be on the lookout for that, especially with that Milwaukee lineup. Like a guy like Domingo Santana or Keon Brox, if they get a good lineup spot, I think they're guys that like, uh, like the Milwaukee side of the uh, – of the ball a lot. I think it makes sense. And uh, yeah, just be on the lookout for some value guys because uh, we're trying to play Carlos Carrasco, it sounds like, on this slate. So definitely want to get exposure to them. Yeah, Carlos Carrasco for sure. All right. So we covered all the positions for you guys. Let's move on to the stack of the day. This is a special that we do for you guys on the Weekend Grind podcast. Uh, so we're going to continue to do that here, you know, and, uh, and uh, carry the tradition on to, to any time the Weekend Grind crew is on a podcast here. We'll do the stack of the day. Um, so yeah, uh, stacks of the day here, Travis, why don't you kick us off here? Where are you going? Where are you stacking on this slate? Oh man, I was going to ask you to go first. Do you have yours lined up? Cause I, I'm think I'm going back and forth on one right now. So do you have yours ready? Or I no? have, I have the same issue right now. I'm stuck between two. I could just give you my two and you can give me your two. You want to do that? Uh, yeah, give me, give me your two for sure. And then I, maybe I'll stick to only one. Cause I have a feeling I know your two already, but just give me your two. Yeah. It's Arizona and Cleveland. Right. So, I mean, like those are the two, those are the two spots that for me are, uh, probably going to be the most fruitful of offenses here. Love the Arizona righties. And I absolutely love the Cleveland Indians as a whole. I think that all of them are, are great plays here would stay away from the Arizona lefties in my stacks, but still going to stack them up. Um, you know, all the righty bats, like I'll have a lot of Ionetta if he's in the lineup, Goldschmidt, JDM, Pollock is a great play too. Jury is a good play to fill in. Rosales, like all these guys could hit. And then uh, on Cleveland, just I think that the whole lineup's in play. And honorary mentions for me will be uh, the Rangers and, and the Brewers. I think they're both also good options. So like if I was going to do like, so roster construction for stacks, right, Travis? Like if I was going to like break down how I would do this in a lineup, for me, I would take three hitters from Arizona. I would take three hitters from Cleveland, and then I would either take two from Milwaukee or two from the Rangers game. And, like, that's, like, where I would probably end up going. My only issue with the Rangers stack here is the fact that it's, like, a lot of lefty-lefty matchups. So, for me, like, Elvis Andrus and, like, Napoli would be my two favorite plays in this game. So, I wouldn't take outside of those two guys. Like, I wouldn't really want to stack stack away unless they get to the bullpen early and Seattle bullpen's nothing to be worried about. But... But yeah, so for me, I'm going to take the majority of my hitters from Cleveland and from Arizona and then fill them in with guys from the Brewers game 
and maybe a couple of Texas uh, those Texas bats, like I said, Elvis and, Nap- and uh, Napoli here and there in some lineups. So that's where I'm at on stacking away. How about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, those make sense. Obviously, Arizona and Cleveland are two uh, two to like. Uh, and they weren't even going to be the two. Well, the one was I was considering Arizona. I think Cleveland. My other guess was I thought you were going to say Milwaukee. That was my guess the other one you were going to say. Well, I love Milwaukee. Uh, I think they're in a fantastic spot. I like their price tags around the industry. So that's one I'll give you that I definitely like. And then uh, I think the other one to talk about is, uh, and, and just, uh, I hate, I hate, I hate rostering them. It's kind of one of the issues. They're hard for me to make, you know, end up rostering. But the Kansas City Royals, uh, I get it, right? Ronaldo Lopez is like one of those young, touted prospects. And maybe people stay away because of that, right? But they have an implied run total over five, which is great to see. In a pretty decent hitting environment, right? Uh, Kansas City is one of those parks that I think a lot of us thought was more of a pitcher's park. And we thought it was a severe pitcher's park. And it's not as severe as I think we all thought. Uh, so I kind of like I've tried to adjust, uh, you know, adjust my thought process on that. And it's maybe not, I'm not saying it's a hitter's park or anything, but it's not a severe pitcher's park like like San Francisco is, obviously. So um it's going to be hotter there too, which is nice, like 77. So it's a decent, decent hitting environment. And we get Ronaldo Lopez. And on top of that, we get the White Sox bullpen, right? We can't let this thing, these type of things go overlooked. Uh, not only do we want to, you know, attack the starting pitcher, but I think even getting like just bad bullpens right behind it is just like another boost for me, right? When I look to stack against someone, if I see a, a starting pitcher that I think could get uh, lit up a little bit, I look to see him say, hey, uh, do they have a bad bullpen behind it too? And if they got the bad bullpen behind it, I'm, I'm down to definitely attack it. So White Sox have one of the worst bullpens in the league. So yeah, I'll, I'll give you the, the Brewers stack and the Royals stack as my stack of the day. Man, uh, it sounds ugly saying the Royals stack, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with them. Yeah, no, it makes sense for sure. All right, so we covered it for you guys. Make sure you go ahead, check out fantasydraft.com. Uh, go ahead, check out the reviews page on Roto-Grinders, and you can see what the promos are and any kind of bonuses you could get there. But, yeah, it should be a fun day of baseball. Happy to, to come back to baseball after football, have a little bit of fun. Nice small slate here, so should be enjoyable to watch the games. But give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at RealJoshuaGiant. You can follow Travis at TravisMangone. Uh, that's Travis, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Shoot over any questions or comments you guys might have. We're here to help you guys as the lineups come out. We love to help you guys and interact with you guys on Twitter. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, we'll see you guys back on the weekend grind on Saturday. For my co-host, Travis Mango, and I'm Josh Giant. Peace out, Grand. Do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.